Hi, I'm Andy Moore, your Friday host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. Thanks for spending your mornings with us. We love bringing you this blend of art and music and news and politics and, and more. In return, we ask that you spend a little to support this show. And it's easy. Go to wortfm.org slash donate. Okay, segment two. Um, it, it, when you think of hunting, you, 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 you think of modern day family rituals uh, over, you know, like the Thanksgiving holiday. You know, that's a time when both tradition and deer are on the menu. Uh, it, however, when you hear the word trapping, well, you think of, geez, guys like that French guy Marquette canoeing down Lake Erie with a crew that included, well, I don't even know, but it happened like in the 1600s. But au contraire, as Jacques Marquette might say, trapping is a popular and growing activity, especially among women in our state. And we're going to talk with one of them now. Andrea Lutz joins us on the phone from the road on her way to Almond, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Andrea, are you there? Sorry, I I, uh, need to... Get her on the phone. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, this this is a topic that came to my attention over the winter holiday when um, our son uh, Riley uh, was in town from Portland, Oregon. And as it happens when when you get, come back to your hometown, names of friends come up, and um, and and Andrea's name came up. And so, well, what's 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 Andrea up to these days? Well, she's she's a trapper. Um, you know, lots of times you expect uh, people to say, oh, uh, she took a new job in Detroit. Uh, but, but 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 no. And so this caught the attention of the crack uh, eight o'clock buzz producership. And I think we have Andrea on the phone right now. Andrea, I'm sorry for the delay. Oh, don't worry about it. Good morning. Good morning to you. You're, you're actually on your way to hunt this weekend, right? It's an abbreviated deer season. Is that it? That's right. It's the extended antlerless holiday hunt, which goes through January 1st. So I'm going to go give it my best here for the next couple days. <laughs> and where will you be hunting? I'm hunting on my friend's property in Almond, Wisconsin. I've never been there before. Actually, I met this friend through trapping. Oh, well, th- let's let's go there. Um, because as I said in the intro, hunting is a little more understood than trapping. D- d- you, I don't think you grew up in a trapping family, though. Did you? D- did you? No, 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 no. Couldn't be farther from it. I grew up in in the suburbs. There was we fished a little, maybe once in a while, but I, no hunting, no fishing, no trapping. I didn't know anything about it until I just got a spark for it in my late twenties and went crazy from there. <laughs> what, what suburb, if you don't mind my asking? Um, I'm from like Fitchburg. So you woke up one morning in Fitchburg and said to yourself, "Hey, I know. I'm going to start trapping." Is that how it worked? <laughs> well, a little bit. So I've, you know, I did a lot of things. I, I moved to Milwaukee. I went to college. I have a, a million, billion jobs <laughs> all my life. And in my later 20s, I started an apprenticeship to become an electrician. And for the first time in my life, I had weekends off. Hmm. And I had a little bit of extra money. Not a lot as an apprentice, but a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just had something, just an inherent calling. I just was drawn to it. I just was like, I want to shoot a bow. Like, I, I don't know why. Huh. I just want to. And I'm just the type of person that I call it following the magnetic pull. Like, hmm. if I'm drawn to something, I just follow it and see what happens. Oh, and, and that, that, that magnetic pull that you speak of originally was hunting because you told me that you, you found trapping 
through following that 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 instinct um, and desire to to learn how to hunt. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So I learned how to hunt on my own. I mean, I met mentors and I had a lot of help. So on my own is not really the right word, but I took these classes called learn to hunt classes. They're through the Wisconsin DNR. And they're usually like two or three day classes where you have like a classroom day and then you have a day where you get to go out in the field with someone and hunt. And um, there was, I took a couple and they really helped me. And then I saw one that was learned to trap, and I said, I don't know about that. I said, that scares me. I don't know what trapping is. I feel yeah. like it's maybe bad. And then I was like, well, why don't I just take the class and find out before I have these conclusions? So I took the class, and I realized I was wrong. <laughs> it, well, and um, it, tell us what you learn when you go to, to women's trapping camp. And, and if I'm not mistaken, another cool component of it is that uh, instruction is um, uh, exclusively uh, a women's-run uh, staff. Yeah, absolutely. So I took that original class, and then I later found out that there was like an extended class called Women's Trap Camp, and I took the very first year of it. And that's organized mostly by the um, Wisconsin Trappers Association. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's for women by women. So all the instructors are women, and of course all the attendees are women, and it's such a cool and fun environment to be in. Um, what yeah, kinds it of, really changes it. What, I'm sorry to talk over you. What kinds of people do you meet at Women's Trapping Camp? Well, you know, it's all different types of people, which makes it really fun. Um, you know, there were women who had grown up doing it and wanted to extend their knowledge, women who had husbands who were into it, and they kind of wanted to learn maybe from someone who wasn't their husband or they just wanted to expand their knowledge. And, you know, people like me who were just like, I think I want to do this. I'm curious about it. You know, people who are more interested in fur and fur sewing, people who are interested in managing predator populations, um, you know, all walks of life, all different age groups, all different, you know, marital statuses. Like, I think the diversity of the group would surprise you. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking with Andrea Lutz. Andrea is a graduate of the women's Wisconsin Women's Trap Camp that she's been speaking of. It's uh, partly sponsored by uh, the state DNR and, and the, uh, the, the State Trapping Association. Um, let's talk about the actual um, activity. Uh, descri- describe the kinds of traps that you use. <laughs> totally. Well, there's a, there's a whole lot of options, right? And I just want to get out ahead of it. I think there's a lot of misunderstandings about trapping and how it works and, you know, whether it's good or bad. But there's something called BMP, Best Management Practices, that is essentially a research, a research project that started in, I think, in 1996 by the Fish and Wildlife Association. So it's biologists, veterinarians, etc., and they research the most humane ways to trap animals. So there is science behind how we set these traps. So it's not, you know, a free-for-all in <laughs> not hurting anything. So when you're setting a trap for dry on dry land, meaning coyote, whatever, raccoon, it's going to be what's called a foothold. And it essentially is like a handcuff, right? So like any trap you set is going to hold an animal. It's not going to hurt them. Any trap I set, I can release an animal out of it unharmed if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially you recreate what would be like either a food cache or like a scent post. So, you know, coyotes are super territorial. 
so you can recreate these like territory areas and like that's how you can get them to come into an area or you can recreate like, who's dash they're hungry of course they're gonna go there it's kind of a circular thing my fear response um as someone who hasn't done it, it kind of lights up when i think about you know the good news is the animals on harm the bad news is now i'm going to approach a wild animal <laughs> and uh, address it talk about that part Totally, for sure. It is something that is it's scary and it's really exciting. I mean, that's what's, you know, I mean, I, I'm comfortable with saying it's fun. You know, I do it because I love it and it's important. And also, like, it's fun and you get to be up close. No one knows wild spaces. No one knows wild animals better than trappers because hmm. they're a foot away from them, right? So it's super exciting and it's cool. And every day is Christmas morning and you got to go in there confidently. You know, you can't. Hmm. You can't be delicate about it. You've got to walk in there and, oh. and see what's happening. You know, you yeah. can't wait in the truck. <laughs> what was the first uh, critter you ever caught? Um, the first critter I ever caught was a raccoon. So the raccoons are thick in Wisconsin, especially I live in southern farmland. They are plentiful. So first animal I ever caught was a raccoon. Yep. And and now, um, what what wild animal other than venison do you eat? And 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 then I know that you you are also um, uh, making pelts and, and furs. So so first talk about um, um, food, and then and then about um, processing the the pelts. Totally. Yeah. So I eat pretty much everything. I mean, you know. Even the coyote, coyotes are predators, you know, like, if I was really hungry, I would eat one. But but more often, you know, of course, I'm eating venison. I'll eat a couple of raccoons every year. Uh, um, <laughs> what does raccoon which, taste you know, like? People think it's crazy, but everyone used to eat raccoon. I mean, if you look back in old Joy of Cooking books, not even that old. Like, there's instructions on how to dress and eat raccoons. So it's not that crazy. What is um, it? What does raccoon taste like? I would say it tastes like pork. I mean, if huh. you cook a raccoon in a, in a slow cooker with barbecue sauce, huh. like, it tastes like pulled pork. It's good. What was, you know, you talk about approaching the animal so eloquently. What was it like approaching that, that first raccoon? Your heart must have been racing. Oh, my God, was it racing? I couldn't even, it's kind of one of those things, like, I couldn't even believe my eyes because it's, you work hard, you know, you're setting traps, you're kind of going... Am I doing this right? I don't know what I'm doing out here. And then you see a result, and you're like, I can't believe it. There's something out here. So, <laughs> um, not Andrea, not to obsess over your city upbringing, but what did your family say when you told them that you were going to become a trapper? <laughs> they did not understand it. They were like, "You're doing what?" You know, I mean, but they've been asking me, "You're doing what?" My whole life. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was consistent. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in just the final seconds that we have, um, what would you say to other women who were thinking about, hey, I, I might want to start trapping this year? What, what, what would you, what would you, what would you tell them? I would tell them, give it a try. Don't hold back. I mean, there's so much information online now, and sign up for Women's Trap Camp and check it out. You know. If it sucks, if you don't like it, you can always leave. That's what I tell myself in every situation. You know, like, just try something, and, you know, you don't have to stay there, but I think you probably will. Andrea, let's thank you for joining us on the Friday Buzz, and, and good luck on the hunt this weekend. Thank you so much. Happy to talk. All right. All right. Take care.